Welcome to Beauty Uncut, the podcast. I'm Kayla. And I'm Shania, and we're here to bring a new perspective to beauty. Today's podcast is all about filler dissolving. We're going to be talking if it's a legitimate practice or is it merely just a trend? Well, Kayla, you've had it done. So obviously, I feel like filler dissolving is such a trend right now. Everyone's dissolving their lips, re-injecting. I'm pretty sure Shani Grimman kind of made it famous because she was redoing her lips. But you're the expert, so tell us a little bit about it. What is it? Filler dissolving, we're using an enzyme called hyaluronidase, and it is injected into the area where someone has had filler, so hyaluronic acid fillers, and it breaks down the hyaluronic acid. So it's actually used as well in the event of a vascular occlusion, which is one of the risks that come along with having fillers. But it is a trend now, I guess, to get your fillers dissolved and redone. I think we're seeing a rise and we've spoken about it in a previous podcast about trends and we're seeing a lot of people going to that more natural look. I've actually seen people fully just dissolve their lip filler and just not get it redone as well. I actually had filler dissolving myself. I think it was probably, do you reckon, two years ago now? Yeah, two years ago. And I feel like the most common place to get filler dissolving is the lips. And I noticed, I went to my friend's wedding and I had some photos taken and it looked like I had a mustache. Like my filler had kind of migrated up above my top lip and I don't think it was my injector's fault. I had gone to really good injectors. I think merely when I was just younger, I got too much filler and it was just pushing into my upper lip. How much filler would you have had at that point? Over the years, probably eight mils. But obviously it didn't look like it because my body had metabolized a lot of that product. But I think it just was pushing up against that top lip. And so I remember coming to you and I was like, I think it's time to dissolve my lips. And I think this was kind of when the trend was starting. I know Shani Grimman had it done and I saw how great her lips looked. So I was like, yeah, Mm. let's restart. Actually, no, you actually said to me, I'm not putting any more filler in your lips until you have your lips dissolved. Yeah, 100%. I think sometimes adding more filler, people might think that it'll fix the issue, but in reality, it just adds to the problem. Yeah. Like people get that migration a lot with fillers. And when we saw the lip filler trend start, especially with Kylie Jenner, a lot of people kept getting it done and kept getting it done. And it was just way too much in the lip that it doesn't fit in the lip anymore. And it starts moving out of that white border. And what happens as well just naturally is the nature of the filler, it does integrate with the tissue and it kind of, in a way, flattens out in the tissue. And so you're right, it's not only from the injector, it can be just from the type of product or if it's massaged outside of the area. But yeah, I don't want to put anyone off having it done because it was probably the best thing that I ever did. But I did not prepare myself for the pain that I was in. It was so much worse than lip filler, but I was honestly so happy with the results. I'm a natural sweller. I swelled like there was Mm -hmm. no tomorrow. Do you remember? We were at work and I was like, guys, I got to go home. Like I cannot be seen like this. I looked like I'd been punched in the face. I bruised. But, you know, the next day, all of that swelling was gone. Went down so quick. Went so quickly. Mm. And I was left with baby lips. And two weeks later, I was back in that chair getting them re-injected. Yeah, I think you had such a great result just from one session too. And some people do require more than one session to fully dissolve their filler. So you were, you were very I was lucky. lucky. Yeah. yeah. We should actually put my before and afters up because it was yeah. such a huge difference. Oh my like, God. Such a good result. I think we noticed it especially in the borders. So before you had that more curved 
shelving. Yeah. It wasn't and even a curb. It didn't even go up to my lip. It was literally like there was a flat piece and then bam, there was this big bulge like, oh. Yeah, now it's more defined and it suits your lip and sure. your whole face and features and everything. Stop so <laughs> I did that. So I know obviously lips are a popular area to dissolve, but what about cheeks, chin, other areas that people get injected? Yeah, any area that you can put HA in, you can put the hyaluronidase. So you can, I've, I guess in my experience, done like cheeks and a lot of tear troughs as well. You know, especially the tear troughs, people get it overdone and it looks so puffy and it adds to like you know, your They're probably eyebags. not an ideal candidate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we've done that a lot. But yeah, you can literally inject anywhere. Okay. Did you know that the indication of hyaluronidase is actually to make the skin more permeable for products? Oh, one? I didn't know that. So what do you yeah. mean? Apparently, like when you inject it, it makes your skin more permeable i don't know i read it on like the journal article. wait what does that even mean the ingredients can penetrate into your skin more so do you mean products serums or do you mean yeah actual- like serums oh. yeah so what like people just inject their face with hyaluronidase? days i've and then- never seen anyone do that but that's why i was surprised when i read this journal article and that was the actual indication because dissolving hyaluronic acid fillers is apparently an off-label use so which i find so bizarre because yeah. how can you have fillers that can potentially cause harm and have no product to reverse that yeah oh my god actually I had a story about this girl who came to me for filler and she had been to another practice before and apparently when I do my consultations I always tell them about vascular occlusions and what we do in that process and she was like oh that's so different the other place when they explained it they just told me to go straight to the hospital or something what does the hospital do well, they would have someone here, oh. <laughs> but like still. Also, they didn't have any hyaluronidase. It's just, it should be the practitioner's like duty of care yeah. to even have that on net. board. Yeah, For which sure. is crazy that a place didn't have it. I'm like, oh my God, that's so dangerous. Cause, so scary. You know, you should literally dissolve it straight away if you do see it in the chair and the sooner the better in yeah. a inclusion. Yeah. Well, I feel like we should talk about some of those TikTok trends that are going around at the moment. I feel like that's what we always talk about, but one of them is People are getting their lips dissolved and then they're getting it re-injected and the filler's just going straight back where it was migrated. Where it was migrated. Is that because the skin is stretched or why is this happening? Yeah, so when filler migrates, it's creating this kind of stretched tissue. So as we were talking about before, when filler doesn't fit in the pink of the lips, it's going to move out. And what happens then is the tissue literally stretches and when you have that stretched tissue... If you go to dissolve it, it's, it is going to still be stretched. There's no tightening the tissue in that sense unless you do more treatments like your microneedling, things like that. So if there is that, I guess you can call it a pocket, if you re-inject that after two weeks, you're still going to be at risk of filler moving into that pocket. That's just how it is. So how long should you wait between dissolving and re-injecting? If you want your tissue to naturally integrate with itself, I would probably say at least three to six months. I guess erring on the side of caution, the longer you can wait, the better. Can you imagine telling your clients that? I know, that, that would freak not, out. There is no way that I would have gone three months without lip filler. Well, yeah, that's true. But it's just whatever you want to achieve, you want to make sure you're getting the best results. So yeah, if you are re-injecting after two weeks, that's just something that you're going to have to come to terms with. You might need to go through a dissolving process again 
And yeah. you were saying that micro needling. So you can use micro needling devices to tighten that pocket. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, so you can use Demopen, I guess, to strengthen that tissue. You can do something like the Morphia say in that area. But yeah, as long as you can tighten the tissue, I guess, there's less of that stretch of the lip. Second TikTok trend that's going around at the moment is when you are doing filler dissolving, that it's dissolving the other hyaluronic acid in your tissues and it's making people's skin sag. This personally never happened with me, but I would love to get your thoughts on this. Does this actually happen? So it does get rid of some of your natural hyaluronic acid because that's just the nature of the enzyme. But your body naturally remakes, you know, your own che over the next 48 hours. So it's not permanently getting rid of anything. So the people that are saying their skin is starting to sag is I don't understand why. Yeah, I'm just like, I don't. And they were saying like the skin on their legs is starting to become really lax. And I'm like, "Mm." I feel like there might be some kind of underlying problem other than, yeah. Filler dissolving. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine that much filler dissolving going into that area of your face is going throughout your entire body. Yeah, the actual... High lays itself only has a half-life of two minutes too, so I don't So it's not going to shoot down that. to your feet yeah. and then your entire body's just going to yeah. become But like, yeah, I mean, I guess there needs to be more research into that, but I feel like that's a more underlying maybe problem yeah. with that particular person. Yeah. Do you have any other things that you want to add on to that? I think there's such like a scary negative connotation with dissolving, but I feel like that's because it is scary. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's not. No, well, like as we spoke about, yeah. like there's better ways of doing it, more comfortable ways of doing it. And and the reward yeah. outweighs the risk. Exactly. Or the, yeah. Is that the right thing? I was going to say the pain, but there's it can be painless. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So before the podcast, we were obviously talking about how we can make filler dissolving more comfortable. When I had it done, it was two years ago, and I guess it was kind of the trend starting about getting your filler dissolved. But tell me, if we were going to dissolve my lips again, how would you make it as pain-free? So there's different ways of doing it now compared to back then. Back then, I guess in a way I was still learning the processes of dissolving, and that was a specific protocol, and we followed that protocol, which is fine. But number one, we didn't have access to... uh, compounded numbing cream for example it was kind of like a standard one over the counter which if we had like a compounded one it would make it way more comfortable for you number two the way it's reconstituted the highlays so traditionally when we reconstitute it or when I first learned we use saline which is quite stingy when it does get injected just a normal saline and some numbing agent as well But we can actually use a solution called Preserve Saline, which is actually way more comfortable when it's injected. I was just going to say, it's not actually the injections that hurt, it's the stinging that hurts. Yeah, it's because it's so stingy. Yeah, and I I was telling you earlier, you literally feel it inside of your tissue because it's when the product is being injected. So the numbing cream helps. What I would say to take it a step further is to actually do a full dental nerve block and that would make it. Like so much more comfortable. Yeah. So obviously that TikTok trend where they're saying hyaluronidase is destroying their tissue and making them have lax skin. What's your opinion? So the actual dosage of the hyaluronidase that we're injecting typically just to dissolve is very small and you would need really high doses to even affect the tissue. So the amount that we're using is very safe and 
I guess to put it into perspective as well, when we are dissolving a vascular occlusion, which Mm -hmm. is a risk of getting hyaluronic acid fillers, we're using multiple vials of hyalase over hours and, you know, they're not getting any loss of tissue or any damage. So it's very safe. So enough about filler dissolving. Can we talk about lip filler techniques? So you know how Russian... The Russian technique. ...was so popular and now it seems like everyone's actually getting that dissolved. Can you tell us why people were loving it and hating it and what techniques you use? Yeah, so I think... The Russian technique looks great when it's first done, but what happens over time, and I mentioned it before, is that the reality of the filler, it naturally just like... Migrates with your tissue? Yeah, not migrates, but integrates with your tissue and it does cause a little bit of that HA to spread. So what happens in the Russian technique is that they are injecting down from the borders. So just imagine your cupid's bone, they're injecting down and making a string of filler out and they're doing that multiple times all throughout the lip, the top lip, the bottom lip. So you're creating this shape that's super enhanced and defined. That's what it looks like initially. And then over time as that integrates, you're getting the natural kind of flatness in the lip. So instead of it being flat, it actually starts to protrude because that's naturally how it is. And the muscle around the lip as well it's like a sphincter, so it pulls in, if that makes sense. Does that sound like a, I'm talking about a butt? Well, the, I it, honestly that's what just it is. imagine a butthole just like yeah. going like this. Yeah, well, pretty much. It, that's what our mouth does. So with that squeeze of the mouth, you're also moving the fillers as well. The way I inject is, I guess, a mix of different techniques, and that's what I find works best because when their lips naturally integrate with the tissue, it just looks like an enhanced version of their natural lip because we can never fully change the lip shape, which is what the Russian technique initially looks like. Mm -hmm. So when I inject, I'm doing more horizontal threads and I do some lifting with the vertical threads, but not as much as what a Russian technique would, which would be all around the lip. And I only do it in areas where they do want to enhance their shape. So it's not done overly and I'm always keeping inside of the pink of the lip. So when it settles, it looks way more natural and you can still get a nice defined lip without going to the extent of a Russian lip, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So moral of the story is go to a good injector. Yeah, it definitely does matter with the technique. Even with the products used as well, use something that will move with you and doesn't look too blocky and how do you call it? Sausage. Sausage. Actually, that's something I was going to say. So when I inject, I tell my clients not to massage their lips for the first four weeks. And this might be controversial, but my way of thinking is that when I inject and when I do some vertical injections, I want their lips to integrate with that. If they were to massage or if I was to massage that fully out, we're just creating like a sausage in the lips. And so when their lip settles, they'll get that sausage-like appearance. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah. So I think I have heard you talk about this before, but why can't people that are allergic to bees have fillers or filler dissolving? One second, I actually have the Okay. People have a fear that they're going to be allergic to the dissolvent because there's a lot of videos that are going around 
of people on TikTok and their lips just keep getting massive and huge and so swollen and the face swells. It's actually terrifying. When I watch those videos, I'm like, oh, goodness. It is scary. And if that was me, they're at home recording themselves. And if that was me, I'd be calling my boss straight away being like, come and get me. Something is wrong. Take me to your clinic and fix me. Well, yeah, it's, it's an allergic reaction. So they're swelling up so much. And this is why people who are allergic to bee or wasp stings, they can't get filler because of that risk of if there is, for example, an occlusion or they want to reverse the fillers, they'll be allergic to the... They're at um, more of a high hi- risk of being allergic to it. Well, yeah, the hyaluronidase. So we're always doing patch tests as well. So before we, if someone was to come in, for example, to get their fillers reversed, they would be getting a patch test and waiting 15 minutes before we actually delve in and do the dissolving process to make sure that they're not getting a reaction. The structure of the hyaluronidase in the venom has a 50-50 crossover with the hyaluronidase in highlights that we use to dissolve fillers it's the same it's the same structure so to wrap it up filler dissolving isn't as scary as you might think or as people say on tiktok and if you were listening to my story talking about my experience with filler dissolving i'm also very dramatic (laughs) and i think everything is the end of the world but it's really not that bad and yeah if it was the processes that we have now your experience would have been so different so sure do you want to do it again well, I'm actually really happy with my lips right now. So <laughs> yeah, they look no, great. But maybe if we overfill them in a few years' time, sure, let's do it. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. We hope you were able to learn something and be able to debunk those myths for you. Make sure to follow us on our socials. All the information will be in the description. And don't forget to leave us a review as well. It helps us out a lot and we appreciate all the five stars. And we will see you guys in our next podcast. Bye. Bye.